0: Welcome back to another episode of Bible Revival Podcast. Paul and Taylor, we're here. What's up? We've got our friends, (laughs) Ross and Audra. Come on. (laughs) 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 And we're excited to just continue our our conversation about the Holy Spirit and uh, God pouring out His presence, stewarding that, um, being in fellowship with Him, and honoring Him. Before we get to all that, though, we need everybody to hear the story of how we met because it's a good one. You know, I want to say this. There are people that you meet in life, and then there are people that God introduces you to. Mm -hmm. And I I really feel that strongly about you guys. I mean, I'm so grateful to the Lord that he introduced us and that we're friends and that we're growing all the time in relationship and in uh, kingdom endeavors together. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, it's it's super exciting. It's such a blessing and I'm so honored to be your friends. And um, yeah, so how we met, here we go. I hope y'all are ready. You want to start?
1: Yeah, man. So this this obviously predates our relationship with Paul and Taylor. It came and started uh, by way of POP's. Uh, which is uh, Paul's dad. And so uh, me and Audra, Audra had been uh, back and forth listening to Jeremiah and we were like, "Hey, there's this conference coming to Dallas. Let's go let's go to this conference. It's at this church uh, up on like the only mountain in the north in North Texas and <laughs> Cause that's and so, where y'all live. Right? Yeah. We yeah, live we, here in yeah, Indiana. You yeah, are in Texas. Yeah. And so we go to this we go to this conference and Jeremiah brings up Pops we have no idea who Pops is, but he comes up and Pops is given the offering message. And like, we're like, oh my gosh, this guy is fire. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like so drawn to Pops. Like that's just how Pops is, right? Yes. And uh, Pops gets off the, the platform. Um, there's this time to give towards Jeremiah's ministry. Me and Audrey already felt just the, the heart to give. And I go back uh, to the to the booth and Pops is back there and we start drumming up a conversation. He's asking me questions and for whatever reason just takes this crazy liking to me and Audra and then just comes over, starts talking to us. And um, we go through to the, fast forward to the last day of the conference and um, there's just this prophetic time where all the leaders in the ministry with Jeremiah are just prophesying over people and Pops comes like a beeline just... <laughs> Tractor, <laughs> tractor beam right to me and Audra, and he starts prophesying things over us and, and just loving us. Wow. And um, he says, "I just want you guys to know this won't be the last time I see you." We then exchange phone numbers, and I'm like, "You know, you've heard that before." Yeah. Uh, we live in different states, okay. have different uh, schedules, family life. I'm like, I don't know about this. Literally, probably a couple of days after that, I'm on the phone with Pops and we're talking. No surprise. No surprise. <laughs> yeah. And now knowing him, I'm like, God, this is his life. This is what he does. Yeah. You know? And so I, I'm on, uh, we're having conversation. We, it's just, it just begins this beautiful relationship. And so I have a, I have a talk with him on the phone the, the week after the conference. And then probably fast forward a couple of weeks, we're on the phone again. And I, I've just begin to, I mean, I've begin to get just more intimate with pop, just letting him know about things going on in our life, our hearts, and he's begin to just see something in us. And out of nowhere, Pop says, hey, I want you guys to come to family vacation. And I'm like, dude, we just met. You don't even know if I'm a serial killer or nothing, man. Like, what in the world? I And so I'm like, Pop's... Uh, okay. I mean, I'll, we'll pray about it. We'll talk. I me and Audre talk, and he says, "Yeah, just let me know." And so I go inside. And I'm talking to Audrey, and she goes, "What?"
2: <laughs> I'm thinking there's some. They want something from us. <laughs> like it's gonna be like a bunch of partners or something. Yeah, like they want yeah. something nobody maybe, does that. Yeah.
1: And I'm like in my heart, like, and maybe because sometimes I'm naive to things. But um, I'm like, no, I really think that Pops is telling us he just wants us to come spend time with their family, and so then that that makes me have more in depth conversation with Pops about like, hey, who's all going to be there? He goes, well, you know, like Jeremiah and his family, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and then Paul and hit, I was like, I don't even know Paul and Ta- like, what is this? I'm like, Pops is like, this is a you you don't know us, like you're inviting us to come to the vac- their their vacation. They have no idea who we are. How does this work out? And he goes man it's going to be great <laughs> and i'm like okay and i i literally in faith me and audra book a hotel or at this timeshare place we booked this room in missouri, in missouri. this okay.
2: goes yeah. far beyond my comfort yeah. zone okay <laughs> this is way i'm outside. thinking it, no yeah, yeah. i'm thinking
1: no <laughs> yeah, for audra to say yes to go to branson <laughs> oh with gosh. this with Pops, who we just met like two months ago, and I've had literally like four or five conversations with him. This is a this is a massive it's trust. Stretch. F- yeah, it's a stretch. Yeah. So here comes you know 2020. It's 2020. COVID's broke out. We with months yeah. go by, we're like, well, the vacation might not even be happening. And then a few weeks before, I'm talking to Pops, and we call the the timeshare place, the hotel, and they're like, no, man, we're going to be open first week in June. We're like, okay, it's on. So we get in the car. We pack up. We drive eight hours from uh, Fort Worth, Texas to Branson, Missouri. And we get there late at night. It's raining. The, trip, this, this, the end of the trip is not going well because you can't see. We're getting there late, get all our bags in. And we're in the timeshare Fast forward, we wake up the next morning, and I'm like,
0: "Okay, here we go. It's family vacation time." <laughs> and so I'm we, freaking out. <laughs> yeah, well, we, and we've driven from Indiana, right? It's like seven hours. Yeah. So we've come. So we're, you know, and here we go. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna meet family in Branson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I call pops, and I'm like, "Hey."
1: What are you guys doing? He's like, man, come down to the pool. We're all down here hanging out. <laughs> and this is
0: like, what, a Tuesday morning or yeah, something? Yeah, it's,
1: and it's early. It's probably 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm guessing. And um, so I, we come out of our room. We're walking down. And we're kind of like in the back of our mind thinking, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what do we get ourselves into? But the other side of me is like, I love adventure. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, come on. So we walk in to the pool area. And I see Pops, and I see Jeremiah talking, and then I see you in the pool throwing a football back and forth to somebody, and then you and Morgan were sitting over to the side on some chairs. And I go straight to Pops, and he's like, hey. And he starts introducing me to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah's like, hey, man, good to meet you. Nice to see you guys. Like, you can tell, like, there's, like, this, cool, who are you guys kind of deal. And I, uh, I meet Paul in the pool. And meet Taylor and Morgan. Audger's meeting them, too. And we're just kind of like sitting there. And then I'll let you guys
0: interject your experience from that And then
2: point. totally innocently.
0: Because <laughs> for us, I mean, we're, we're, just, these... we're just at the pool we're with our family saying... and these people walk up.
2: Yeah, I'm like... Because
0: Pops hasn't said anything.
1: No.
2: Yeah, so I go... So do you guys live around here or something? <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: That and was that, it. I was ready to run. That, that was the moment. That so was So y- y'all live around here? <laughs> that, that was the moment where you knew. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. No, so they're like no.
2: No, we live in Texas. And I'm like Oh. No. Let me pull my foot out of my mouth because clearly you were invited to this family vacation but Jeremiah and Morgan, me and Paul, none of us knew about it. Oh my God. (laughs) We didn't know this family from Texas was going to be joining us on our family vacation.
1: And so I remember not long after that, like all the ladies and Jeremiah, they and the kids, they start exiting the pool area to go back to their room.
0: (laughs) To laugh, probably. Yeah, to be
1: like, what in the.
0: (laughs) These people must be losers (laughs) now. Hey! Yeah.
1: And I remember Paul, like I, like I remember the first time meeting you. We just started hanging out, talking, started throwing, throwing, the football. throwing the football together. And so I was like, okay, well, at least there's some kind of connection here. And then everybody's gone, and it's just us, me and Audra and Pops and Melissa. And then we start talking, hanging out. Um, I remember giving Pops my cowboy hat because he was getting sunburned.
2: Oh, we still have the best picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of that. So oh, like,
1: it was great. it was a fantastic time. At that point, and then we go back to our rooms, and me and Audra then start discussing. <laughs> oh my gosh! And Audra at this point's like, uh,
2: I'm ready to pack it and go. I'm like, no, I don't do this. Like, we gotta go. We yeah. literally just crashed their family. Yeah, vacation. yeah. yeah. Like, so my was, biggest fear uh, came true. Like, we're <laughs> not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like, prophetically, Audra was already seen. <laughs>
2: Something's uh, not right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like the kindness of God because Audra was like that, and I was like, "No, nah, we're we're gonna stay, we're gonna push through." Yeah. And that uh, right about that time, Pop's calls says, "Hey, me and Melissa want to come up to your room," <laughs> and he like he like asks, he says, "I'm sorry" and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then from that point forward. Um, we would hang out with you guys off and on, kind of awkwardly showing up into the into yeah. y'all's timeshare room <laughs> and then going to, like, dinners with you guys. And, <laughs> and, and uh, I remember well, the very last day we were together, uh, we were in the arcade area, <laughs> and... Paul, like, just being you, man. You come up to me and Audra, and and everybody. We're all kind of saying bye to each other, and you come up and start prophesying over us. Mm -hmm. And I remember going, "Good night." I mean, this is crazy. What's the Lord doing? Yeah. Um, and it's just been it's been crazy. What's the the funniest part of the joke though is I remember we exchanged numbers. We kept in touch. And like all like out of nowhere, every now and then I would be like, "Hey, what are y'all doing?" And y'all would say, "Y'all are going somewhere." I'm like, "Hey, me and Altr are going there." <laughs> uh, we'll see you there. We'll
0: see you there. We always you know said we were going to get t shirts made that said, "Y'all from around here." <laughs> <laughs> y'all from around here. <laughs> y'all live around here, like
2: yeah. I was genuinely trying to make conversation I know, I know, right? and like, wow,
0: okay, yeah, yeah." Talk. And oh I was like,
1: "Ah, oh, yeah, okay." i yeah. well, <laughs> I done
2: messed up.
1: But it's the beauty. It's so it's so cool. Like. Um, pop saw something, yes, yes,
2: 100. Yeah. Um,
1: that I don't know if any of us saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, it's I, totally I, prophetic,
0: yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, and it was and he's a, done it before, yeah. yeah, yeah, not to this extent, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but you, what are the you, chances you, we would really like each other? He <laughs> yeah. really outdid himself on this one, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was God, yeah, that's it why I say down. this, I mean. The Lord introduced us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is so cool to share. Not only is it funny, but, you know, it's life. This is life in the kingdom. Yeah. I mean, Jesus redefined family and said, who are my mother and my brothers, but they who do the will of God. And because you guys are doing the will of God, because we're doing the will of God, as best we know how, there's a unity. There's a sense of family. There's a sense of um, honor and love. And I would give you whatever you need in your journey because we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is our Lord. And, and I think it's so beautiful. I mean, obviously, we get along well. We have a lot of fun. There's there's a lot of um, compatibility <laughs> Um we, we weave in and out of spiritual things and humor and stories and go from laughing to crying, and, and yeah. it's a blast. But um, really, even in God's kingdom, um, you, you don't have to have much in common mm. with hmm. people. You really don't. I mean, I have friends who I'm like, we would not be friends if it weren't for Jesus. That's yeah. true. And it's not like a personal dislike. It's just like, l- listen, you're into... All this and that, and but we have Jesus yeah. in common, and because He is yeah. our chief love, our first love. Because um, following Him, we're on the same journey, we're on the same team, and yeah. we're trying to keep each other on the narrow road. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really powerful, yeah, for people mm-hmm. to hear and yeah. to understand that you know even friendships in the kingdom, like you might not get to pick your friends, mm-hmm. just like you don't get to pick your family. You might not get to pick your spiritual family, but there's a sense of love mm-hmm. and honor and relationship Relationship that's powerful. That we believe that that's how the kingdom of God manifests. I mean, yeah. to say it really simply, the kingdom of God is a series of divine relationships that God brings into your life that you honor rightly, that you sow into, yeah. and that that you water, and God gives the increase in amazing ways. So. We had to share that story. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I know that you've got a, a burden on your heart. We've yeah, been talking yeah, yeah. a lot about... Th- this is us. <laughs> no, no this absolutely. Is literally yeah. fun stories yeah, yeah, and then yeah. right back into yeah. what, what yeah. God is doing, man. But tell us more about... Gathering oil and and what, yeah. what's what's burning in you, man?
1: Yeah, I I uh, I do want to start off by saying just the the beauty of our relationship with you guys is the laughter, and then uh-huh. we'll go in deep. We'll uh-huh. be crying, yeah, uh, uh-huh. and then we'll get it in back into times of laughter where we can't see um, all these other things. <laughs> but but one of the conversation like what's what one of the burdens on our heart as we came this time to Indiana was this this desire to to really teach on and just speak on uh, gathering oil. And one of the beautiful things that we've learned over the past five years is um, there was a point, all of us have gone to church. uh, Some of us, uh, some of you listen to this have gone to church all your life. And the concept that I'm about to tell you about gathering oil and the manifest presence of God, um, like exploding when you get together, is going to be like this concept. You're like, what are they even talking about? Because some of us go to churches where we're literally going there to be entertained. We're looking at people sing songs, watching them sing songs to us. We might even sing songs with them, but we're not actively engaging in the words. We're not actively with our mind and with our heart and with our spirit, worshiping the Creator. We're singing songs. We're filling space. We then listen to a a message for 30 minutes um, at best sometimes. And then we pack up and we go eat lunch. And that's our Sundays. And that's the kind of life that I came from. And then I, I went, now we're in this culture of, oh, wow, there's this expectancy and hunger every time we go into the room for worship on Sundays yeah. that the, the presence of God is going to move. It's not if he's going to move, it's how and when he's going to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that, and, and Paul, you alluded to this earlier as we were talking, is so we can say that God's omnipresent. He's everywhere, Right. right. But then we read in the in the book of Acts that the spirit of God literally came down in tongues of fire. He yeah. fell on the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there is a difference in yes, God is everywhere, but there is a manifest presence of God that falls when he shows up in the room. And mm-hmm. I can, I can't explain all that. He's God. But one thing that we've learned is to to, to have this, this hunger inside of us, it has to start in my daily encounter all the time. Every Monday through Sunday, I'm encountering the Lord. And it's not because I'm trying to check a box like it used to be. I actually have a desire to intimately know Him, to in, intimately cry out. He begins to give me prayers. Like recently, the Lord is now waking me up from my sleep, and He puts prayers in my heart to pray in order for me to hunger for the things from His heart. Mm-hmm. That's really what intercession is. is it's getting prayers from the Spirit of God Mm -hmm. to then pray. He's telling us what to pray. He's a good Father, Mm -hmm. and He's giving us good gifts. And when we start gathering oil and we start uh, intimately pursuing the things of God and intimately pursuing His heart, I mean, one of my favorite passages is uh, Revelation chapter 3, and it's really, it, it's a verse in that passage. And he says, I stand at the door and knock. Mm. If any man would open up to me, I will come in and dine with him. And there's so much revelation for me about around the table. There's an intimacy around the table. I still have the table to this day that my dad, mm. uh, that our family bought. My dad's medicine. My dad, my dad passed away when I was 12 years old of cancer. And he had this medicine that would fall on the table. And I remember the day it fell on the table because it, it smelled. But I can literally go back to that table, I can lay my head down on it, I can smell the medicine, it reminds me of my Father. And I have these intimate encounters with the Heavenly Father because of that table. And I, I read that verse out of Revelation chapter 3, and I literally picture, it. I, know, I know it's Jesus but that, that it's talking about right there, but Jesus came to reveal who the Father was. Yes. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so I can't help but see the father knocking at the door. And I'm in I'm in the I'm in the room. I'm at the table and I've got I've got this candle and I'm I'm ready for a candlelight dinner, an intimate moment with my father, and I hear him knock and and I say, please come in. I've been waiting on you. And that's my that's that's what I'm talking about, gathering oil, is literally tears crying, tears praying to him, tears talking to him, tears listening to him, intim- intimacy being built. I couldn't have an intimate relationship with my wife. I, I, if I don't know my wife, I can't have really in-depth conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the Father. There's things to be talked about. There's things to be listened to. And there's this intimacy that's brewing that I'm gathering oil. And when I'm doing that throughout the week and I come into a Sunday gathering, all of a sudden, the Sunday, it's not about the Sunday gathering. And that's what our, our American church, it's all about the Sunday. And for a lot of us in the American church, our intimate encounter or our encounter, our gathering oil is two hours a week on a Sunday, which equates to 96 hours in a year which is only 4 days. It's 4 days worth of spending time with the Lord, talking to him. If that's if that's your life, then I would tell you you have I mean, you have no faith. You have no oil to give. In fact, you've been running out and you're I don't I don't I don't know how you're even following Jesus Jesus if I'm honest. But if you're intimately encountering him Monday through Sunday, you go into a room and you're there to pour out oil on him mm-hmm. and not there to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Well, you're there to pour out oil on Jesus with other believers because there's some beauty that happens when you gather with other believers that have the same heart and same mind that said, man, we're just here today to literally pour oil on Jesus' feet wow. and say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you think it would do if an entire church really adopted this mindset? Because you're talking about the new covenant, right? Yeah. The The heart of God, Hebrews 8, Mm-hmm. and 10 the new covenant is that all would know me from the least to the greatest that mm-hmm. that's what god desires so you're not going to have to be taught of your neighbor you're not going to have to say know the lord you're going to know the father for yourself mm-hmm. you're going to encounter him and you're going to be equipped and trained how to gather oil for yourself which is what we're supposed to be doing in church but instead it's a hey, listen to me give this talk and i hope mm-hmm. you're encouraged and you like it enough to come back mm-hmm. and don't forget to tithe yeah right mm-hmm. yeah. you No, know, what was it, what it would look like for a, an entire group of people, a body, a church, to really um, adopt this mindset, this lifestyle, mm-hmm. and to actually live it? How do you think that would change our meetings? Yeah, I, I think the manifest presence of God would be there every week. Yeah, I
1: think that signs, wonders, and miracles would actually happen. Yeah. I think that um, that that it would be less uh, preaching uh, to people to get the fire and people would already come with the fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in that encounter as a, as a body of Christ, the fire actually gets stronger and when you leave you have a, a desperation to get back into the secret place to do it all over again throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, rather than coming into to a church saying, oh man, this is for me Right. Um, I'm there, I hope they sing my favorite song today. I hope, he's, I hope he says my favorite scripture. <laughs> and then we get to go eat at our favorite restaurant, and that's what your Sunday, that's what your epitome of a Sunday, it actually, man, it's the upside-down kingdom. If you come in yeah. with the mindset of, man, I cannot wait to encounter the Lord this week and then take all the oil that I've gathered this week and then pour out on Jesus that's with so other good. believers. Man, the explosion that takes place. And then the manifest prep like, think about, think about, 150 believers in a room all pouring out oil how much Mm. oil would be in a room
2: Mm. i had a just the lord was showing me one time about and we were all in a room of like you know 10 people and i started to see uh just with the the eyes of my heart i started to see oil coming out of each person and then i started to see it being blended and mixed together and the Lord showed me how back when they used to make perfumes, they would take the oils and they would blend them together to create an aroma, which we are the aroma of Christ. Mm -hmm. But I believe that each of our oil has a specific smell. And when you get with certain people, you produce a perfume unto the Mm -hmm. Lord. So when the four of us are together, Mm -hmm. we're producing a perfume unto the Lord. And it's like he's getting all these different Mm -hmm. smells and aromas. Mm -hmm. So a room full of... Yeah. Believers, and it's different in every space. Yeah, I, I
1: mean, I even like when when the three of us get to lead worship together. me, Taylor, with me and Audra, yeah. and
0: um, I, I'm your head
1: worship. yeah, and mm. oh, yeah, and Paul thinks he can't sing, but he has a beautiful voice. <laughs> he could probably lead us all. Yeah, um, but honestly, like the the beauty of it, how easy it is when we come together, and we just I mean, there's spontaneous songs that come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. because we've all gathered oil Mm -hmm. and we can't help but pour it out yeah stuff starts rising up and that's what happens i i just want to i want to tell everybody it's not hard like when you've spent time with the lord the holy spirit starts bringing stuff out of you yes and and you know it's him and you Mm -hmm. start opening your mouth and stuff starts coming out and that's the that's the beauty of when we all come together in the body i think that's what uh Paul like in the orderly thing that he wanted first Corinthians when he was talking to the church yeah. like some bring a prophetic song some yeah. bring a prophetic word and interpretation the beauty of that is cuz so many people were coming in spent uh, having spent time with the Lord and he was bringing order to it all and they were they were bringing some uh, a mixture of everything people were ready to, to yes. pour out oil unto
0: the Lord and and that's an important context there because He's writing and he's saying, if an unbeliever enters your meeting. I mean, that's totally flipped today where we think that church is for the guest, it's for unbelievers, it's for people that don't know him. And it's like, Church is for God. We gather together to give Him glory and honor. We we get together with a goal, and it's to host the Holy Ghost and to allow Him yeah. to do His thing, To allow Him to come and be God, where we are a holy habitation, a temple of the Lord being built together mm-hmm. as living stones, where we become a dwelling for God and the Spirit. Um, that's completely flipped now where it's about people rather than about God. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah and I think you... Just recognize that you can't fake oil mm. and you can't, you know, I feel like we see people a lot that are, you know, trying to come up with a spontaneous song. That's what sparked the thought for me of like trying to come up with these prophetic moments or trying to like, Oh God, give me a prophetic word for someone. it's like, you can't be striving after the, the things, the prophetic words, the signs But you have to be striving and longing to know Jesus. Yeah, right. And then the oil comes. You can't even strive for the oil. You have to strive to know Jesus. Just abide. And abide in Him. Um, and then the oil comes. Right. And I just think if you were in a place where you are striving for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, but not really longing to know Jesus, that it's mm. a, just a point to repent and say, yeah. Jesus, I'm sorry that I am wanting the things that you give, but I am not wanting you. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think just to to wrap it all up with a a final thought, you know, recently I felt like the Lord gave me a lot of clarity on why uh, so many people find our services at our Father's house rude or strange. mean, I have people that get offended, like really deeply offended because it's so different than what they expect, right? Because the leaven of church culture is a set of expectations that are hidden from people that they bring in to these meetings and these gatherings and they want church to be about them and they don't even realize that that's what they're lobbying and contending for. But the Lord spoke to me and he said that the church was meant to be a launching pad where you get equipped and trained and sent out and it's like whoo, like we'll get ready the countdown is on but people want to turn it into a landing pad they they want to turn it into just this this little safe place that works for me, that I'm comfortable, that I have my friends that it and there's so much me, myself, and I. It's like the greatest deliverance that God has to do through the gospel is deliver us from ourselves. Yeah. Like we have to get over ourselves. We were talking earlier about you know God doing it in spite of us. I mean, mm. it's like he wants you to die. He loves you so much that he wants to crucify you with Christ. It's not about you becoming a better version of yourself it's about you being dead with him and raised to new life where you actually become not a better version of you you become renewed in the spirit of your mind and you become like Jesus you become like him you become the person that God originally intended for you to be apart from sin apart from the presence of pride and shame and fear and all that nastiness you get liberated it's like I feel like what we're talking about is you know, people want a landing pad, but the church was meant to be a launching pad. It's meant to be a place where there's real activity, real movement, real inspiration. I mean, I love what Pops would say. He's like, the the church is the locker room. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and life is the game. And we come in and we get charged up and we get fired up and we get renewed and we get reminded and we get stirred and we get our, our hearts fastened to the truth. And it's like, that's a heart of I, I want to be equipped. I want to be trained. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to, all these things is like, you know, we have falsely equated maturity with knowledge. And it's killing us. Mm. You think I gotta get more knowledge? I gotta know more. I mean, people. This is why people will come to a class or a seminar or a conference or a teaching, but they won't show up for prayer.
2: Yeah,
0: this is it. Because prayer is not attractive. Prayer. You. How do you market prayer? <laughs> what do you say? What do you? It's the least marketable. Hey, we're gonna gather together and talk to God. People are like, I'm busy. Yeah, and that's the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so great. yeah.
0: So, Oh Father, we ask that you would yeah. restore your church. Yes, Father, that you would restore uh, what you're doing in the body, Lord. That you would restore your gifts, your ministry, your power to your church, Lord. That you would help us to yield to you in every way, Lord. We're asking for a renewal. Father, we pray, Lord, not just for revival, God, but we ask you, Lord, for reformation Mm -hmm. in your church. We pray, Father, that there would be a structural shift Mm -hmm. and change within the the body of the Lord where we would begin to order our services and structure our lives and reorient ourselves around you and your presence that we would lean into uh, what is unplanned, what is spontaneous, that we would just allow you to be God. Lord, I pray for the faith, even for church leaders, Father, to to plan, but yet to yield. Father, I pray that we would come ready and prepared and just willing to yield, willing to release control. Lord, I pray that all the the fear that hinders us from allowing you to lead, from allowing you to, to show us Uh, How you want us to move and to cooperate with you, Lord. I pray for deliverance from that fear, that you would give us a spirit of love and power and a sound mind and not one of fear. Lord, help us to walk in these things, Jesus, that you would be honored and glorified in everything that we say and we do. Lord, we recognize that we are alive to bring you glory. Lord, we have breath in our lungs right now to honor you. Lord, we worship you. We want to live lives that are pleasing and worthy of your sacrifice so that you could get the full reward of your suffering. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.